Right now we have a, a guest in our studio, Nancy Just with uh, Northfield's uh, age friendly um age friendly <laughs> Northfield. There we have it. I got a, go. a little yep. bit backwards. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jeff. It's we really appreciate the time slot. Um once well, a month, it helps to keep us in touch with the community. Well, we appreciate you coming in. And, and also the things that you do for Northfield. You have uh, the uh, age-friendly Northfield has, is really made up of a lot of different, I guess, committees and such are involved. There are a lot of different areas involved with aging-friendly. Today, we're going to talk about uh, uh, home services and, uh, and, and the like I'll let you start us off by giving us a sketch of what we'll be talking about. Okay. Well, um, if your audience remembers, we were here, I think, in February a Mm -hmm. couple of times talking about an in-home services and support survey that we were um, sending out to the community um, asking older adults, um, 50 and older, uh, both the adults and their caregivers, to respond to a survey that we had put together. And um, that came out of our section of health and wellness, um, which is a category within the uh, age-friendly Northfield work that we're doing. Uh, We have um, eight different domains, but this one was focused on health and wellness. Um, We launched that survey uh, mid-February and pulled it off um, the link. We, we down, uh, took the link out um, mid-March, but we were working with the Carleton professor, Andy Popick, and his students uh, to help us with the, uh, eventually with the number crunching and the data analysis. All right. Let's uh, start off by asking you, were you pleased with, I don't say the results, but were you pleased with uh, the number of respondents that you had? Was it, uh, did you get quite a few, a good survey of people in Northfield? We did get a, we, we got, we got a representative sample. Um, I think uh, we in total had probably about 360 um, surveys. And in the end, some of those weren't completed enough to use. So the usable number was 349. Well, still, that's a pretty good uh, uh, sampling of uh, Northfield. Yes, I think it is. We were very pleased with that. And Um, have you had time to kind of digest what uh, the results say? um, Basically, we have some preliminary information. What I can tell you is the report that they received, that we received from Carleton is 80 pages long. (laughs) So there's a lot of data in there. It's very thorough. And um, myself and the other person who was key in helping uh, get this project launched was Churston Keeler from the Southeast Minnesota Area Agency on Aging um, are in the process of digging through that information now. Um, yeah. Let's uh, talk about the uh, survey for uh, mm-hmm. you know our listening audience who did not uh, get a chance to see that or wasn't one of the surveyed people. Did you uh, divide that into like categories or certain areas of service? We did. Um, the service categories that we chose to put into the um, survey itself were chore, homemaker, home modification, nutrition and meals, personal care and home health, respite care, support groups and healthy living, and then transportation. And each of those categories were defined within uh, the survey itself. So if people had questions about what does it, you know what do you mean by chore there was a definition in mm-hmm. there and there was a definition for each of those 10 categories um 
And then what we wanted to do, there were questions that uh, we wanted to drill down further and get at. We really wanted to understand what services people were using. Uh, we wanted to understand what services people might be might need but were not using and why. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we wanted to determine which services were most needed but um, were perceived not to be available. Um, and to determine what resources people were using to find these services. Um, and then last but not least, to, to figure out what our next work is going to be, which is looking at those services and determining which ones raised to the level of priority development. You know, at first uh, first blush, I know you 80 pages, you got a lot of information to go through and digest. <laughs> yes. But was there anything that really stuck out to you, either surprising or uh, in any way uh, uh, unique, I guess, to, to you that you, that you hadn't had planned on? I, I don't know that there were any surprises per se. Um, we were very pleased with the information that we were able to, that we've been able to discern so far. I think we do have... Um, <coughs> We do have, uh, if you want to call it, our marching orders. <laughs> um, you know, it's one thing to do a survey, and then it's something else to be able to take that information and actually turn it into action. So what we found out was that the services that people are using are chore, homemaker, home modifications, and transportation. Um, services people might need but are not using are, again, they said chore, homemaker, transportation, and support groups. Um, one of the questions we really wanted to know was if you're, you know, did you need a service um, but did not use it, why? Um, what we found out was that a lot of people, which is not surprising, um, are using family and friends to help them with the services and, and supports, things like transportation, chore, um, maybe coming into the home and helping with a laundry and light meal prep. Um, and again, I don't think the next one was a surprise. Our respondents said that uh, the service that they felt they, they needed most but was not available was transportation. Um, and I think it will be interesting because we got some data from the transportation um, question we had in our survey, and we're looking forward to um, having more conversations with the city of Northfield because there was a transportation survey that recently was is in the process of being completed for all residents in Northfield. That's going to be a, that's a big study, and that's a lot of information that they'll be receiving. And and obviously, transportation uh, in the 21st century means a lot of different things, something different to everybody else, to each person, but uh, it's uh, definitely important. Yeah, yeah. And we focused, we drilled down and focused in on, you know, transportation to things like medical appointments, um, and then also just, you know, getting out and about for groceries, maybe socializing. Um, really wanted to know how people are moving around when um, they're no longer wanting to drive. And then the last question we asked had to do with where are people finding their resources? And what we discovered was that um, the community resource website that Age Friendly Northfield helped to put together and is located out on the 50 North website um, 
is the primary one people are going to. We also created hard copies of that particular resource that were distributed to the community. Um, and then the other place that individuals seek is their health care providers um, and ask questions of their health care providers if they're needing some supports in the home or other services. Mm -hmm. One thing I would like to say that I think we found out, too, is that that community resource website is open to everybody. Um, I think there was a perception that because it's located on the 50 North website that you had to be a member of 50 North, and that's not the case. Um, you definitely can go out to the 50 North website and um, it, you will be able to uh, find the, the community resource um, link. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Just is with us with Age Friendly Northfield. We're talking about a survey that has just been uh, completed uh, and the results are now in. They need to be uh, kind of <laughs> hashed over quite a bit, okay. uh, anyway, which kind of brings us to the uh, next step. Where do you go to from here with that information you received? Um, well, like I said, we're going to be doing a deeper dive into the survey data. Um, what we want to do eventually is to make sure that we have a very um, good, um, clean um, an updated report. There's a few pieces that Churston and I want to add into it. Uh, and then it will be posted out on the Age-Friendly Northfield website, and I'll give that address at the end here. I think what we have learned, though, is that the, the service needs that were identified as priorities um, and cut across both the uh, survey as well as the initial key informant interviews we did with uh, several providers here in the community um, uh, that crossed over in both interviews and the survey were homemaker, support groups, and transportation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other three that rose to the top were chore, uh, mental health resources. And of course, you know, this was just post, you know, kind of the end, well, I won't say the end, COVID's not over, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, you know, um, closer uh, to uh, the time that I think a lot of people were still sort of isolated. Um, and I think the mental health resources were found to be needed in terms of just trying to figure out how to get back into, you know, not, um, you know, just into, into the community and into activities and um, returning to their daily lives. Uh, and then respite care was the other one. Mm -hmm. yeah, mental health is so, uh, uh, every segment of the population mm -hmm. uh, needs, uh, you know, has a call for that. So yes. it's no surprise that uh, that was yeah. popping up in your su survey as right. well. Yes. So. And I think um, for older adults, sometimes there are special needs um, that, re that are related to mental health resources because, um, I can speak for myself. As you get older, um, the losses that you experience do multiply, and sometimes um, you need to have somebody that you can talk to to help you address and figure out how to, not to focus on, on those losses. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about that survey or age-friendly Northfield that uh, you'd like to bring up? Well, a couple of things. Um, mm -hmm. Age-friendly Northfield, uh, it, we, we have a steering committee that meets um, once a month, and then there are, like I said, several areas that we are currently taking a look at and working on. Um, so the one that rose to the top was the uh, in-home services and supports. Uh, but this would not have been possible if we hadn't had some support from the community. First of all, 
want to say thank you to the residents and their caregivers who took the time to respond to this survey. Um, thanks to the City of Northfield for providing resources so that we could get the survey was made possible through the resources we had. Um, a shout out to Carleton College professor Andy Popick and his students who assisted with both the development and the data analysis. And then um, to the community providers of older adult services who participated initially a little over, a, well, coming up on a year ago <laughs> with the key informant interviews that helped um, us to uh, identify uh, some of the services that we needed to include in our survey. All right. Will that survey be available to, to the uh, general public on somebody's website or you know sometime in, in the future? Yes. Um, we that's that's our intent. We definitely <coughs> want to um, put the survey out on the Age Friendly Northfield website. Um, and if you just uh, you know go to www agefriendly.com and agefriendly is all one word we, we hope to have that posted by the end of the summer uh, the other thing that you can do if you have questions of, about anything that um, I shared with you today we do have uh, an email that you can use to post your questions and that again is agefriendlynorthfield all one word at gmail.com and that is checked at least at a minimum, I think, every other day. Uh, so that if you have a question and you want more information, we'd be willing to uh, uh, look at your email and respond. All right. Uh, Nancy, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you or somebody again next month. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Nancy Just with Age Friendly Northfield. You're listening to 95.1 FM at AM 1080. We've got Bob with the forecast. Uh, we'll also uh, check in with Jim and get a traffic update. Rich is back with local headlines, M&N. That's all coming up in the next seven minutes here on The One. It's time for Due Days in Farmington, and this year's celebration is six days in a row. The Ambassador Coronation is Tuesday night. Wednesday, it's music in the park, followed by Thirsty Thursday and the Taste of Farmington on Thursday night. Friday, it's beer, brats, and bingo with the bed races downtown. And Saturday is a huge day with the rib cook-off, kids fishing tourney, car cruise, and live music. Sunday is a grand parade at noon. Go to FarmingtonDewDays.com for a list of all events. And we will see you in Farmington. On westbound 94 at Creighton Avenue, there is a crash now on the right shoulder. We are still seeing delays from Hamlin Avenue to Creighton. To get from Spaghetti Junction to the Lowry Hill Tunnel, it's a 14-minute trip. And we have the usual road work delays from Mounds to 35E. It's 12 minutes from 694 to Spaghetti Junction. On 35E, the northbound traffic is heavy, approaching 94. 20 minutes from the Burnsville split to downtown. Southbound, 20 minutes from Forest Lake to Spaghetti Junction, with the delays kicking in right around University.